Hello everyone, welcome to the Greenwood and Mulliner podcast, season two. Who would have thought we've got a second series, Sam Mulliner? I know, I know. I mean, it doesn't really mean too much from a podcast perspective, but we're now side by side running in tandem with the live streams and, you know, this is episode eight really, but um, yeah, we're calling it a second series because it sounds like we're more successful. Yeah, well, of course we've been successful. We've had former Newcastle players and snooker players and darts players and MBEs, so I'd call that a success in the first series. So season two has a lot to live up for, and we've got two guests already confirmed. I'm not going to give the second guest. I'm not going to give it away. I think that's more for another intro, but very excited about that one, but just as excited uh, with Michael Ramsey. Obviously, he's he's mostly known as Ramsey uh, for HITC Sport a larger-than-life character, a big personality, and a massive Newcastle fan. So what more do you want, Sam Olner? I don't know, because you told me it was just your mate from Monday Night Football, <laughs> as in, as in um, you know, a kickabout down the park with your mates, not um, uh, Neville and Carragher. But yeah, no, um, and it's the first podcast intro we're actually recording before the interview itself, so I hope it goes okay. YouTube world's not my wheelhouse, as you well know, but... Um, I think I met him once before, a good lad, and he's uh, he seems like good crack, as you should well know, Jonathan. Yes, well, for people that might not know who he is, uh, he's a content creator for a company called HITC Sport, which just has just under half a million subscribers on YouTube, but he is very oh. much the face of the channel. He's He works so hard on creating new and fantastic content, some fresh ideas and I'm sure he'll explain a lot more in this next 45 minutes to an hour. And he's a massive Newcastle fan, which not many people know. He, he, he does cite Newcastle just for his own comedic effect. But it's Newcastle is his passion. He lives in Newcastle as well. And obviously, I've managed to get to know him a little bit better. And um, I think hopefully by the end of this uh, podcast, Sam, hopefully you'll think of the same as me, that he's a, just a fantastic lad who should do very well for himself in the future. Yeah, I mean, I've done my research because, you know, professional. But uh, <laughs> so I've seen some of his stuff um, and I've seen like four or five NFTV members in his videos so far. So whether that's just coincidence or not. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this one. So it's, uh, I like new, learning new things. So as, as you well know, it's um, a world I'm not familiar with despite being in that world. But uh, yeah, it, it should be good. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. And again, we need to give a big thanks to our sponsors, Beer52. Beer52 is the best place to get your IPAs, your stouts, your beers, your lagers, and Sam is drinking one as we speak. Ask me what are my four favourite things about Beer52. Sam, what are your four favourite things about Beer52? One, flexibility. If you don't want an order that month, you can pause your subscription. If you want to get rid, you can cancel any time. If you want them to send your beer earlier than every month, you can. It's really, it's just as flexible as you like. Two, choice. IPAs from around the world. Lagers, stouts, uh, sours. I had, they threw, threw in a sour the other week. I've never tried a sour before. It was interesting, but I didn't mind it because I'd never tried it before. Three themes. Every month there's a new theme for your uh, for your beers. This month it's New York City, and next month it's Oktoberfest. So it's absolutely lovely. And finally, four. Every month you build up loyalty points. Loyalty points you can spend in their shops. If you find a, a beer that you like, head to the shop, spend your loyalty points. It's all sorted, mate. Exactly. I'm looking forward to the October Festival. Obviously, it's a big festival mm. as well. And that'll be the place to go if you want your beers ready for October Fest. Beer52.com forward slash NFTV is the place for all your best beers. But without further ado, it is the Greenman and Mullen Podcast Series 2, Episode 1 with Michael Ramsey. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Season 2 of the Greenwood and Mull on the show. You can get this on any good podcast as well. It's on Spotify, it's on Apple, it's on everything, basically. I'm here with Sam Mulner with his fantastic scarf, may I just add. This um, is a bit of a theme going on today. <laughs> yeah. Just a bit of a theme going on. But uh, how are you, Sam? 
Good, good. I had a nice few weeks after this magnificent show, and now we're raring to go for season two. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought, exactly. And we've got a fantastic guest as well. One of the main faces of HITC Sport It is, of course, my little Ramsey, better known to you and me. I was just Ramsey. So there you go. How are you tonight, mate? How are you? Yeah, excited. Happy to be here, lads. Pleasure, pleasure uh, for you to to come on. And uh, yeah, let's let's get sink our teeth into some good podcasting. Exactly, exactly. And just for everybody out here, me and the Ramsey have actually been playing football a couple of hours ago. He's injured his ankle. I've injured my back. And we're not even the oldest on screen today. So there you go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't exercise and I'm absolutely fine. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not tempted to uh, get, a, get a train up for the next five-a-side next week, Sam? No? Join uh, in? Uh, I'd rather lick piss off nettles. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, so the next, exactly. So the next time you say it's Joe Linton, just go back on that one. But uh, yeah, season two, series two, we've had some fantastic guests on series one. So if you haven't checked them out, I thoroughly recommend you do that on all Newcastle Fan TV, YouTube, or if you want to go on Apple or Spotify, then we have all the guests from series one. But we've got Michael Ramsey, and we've got, I'm going to keep on calling you Ramsey from now on. Um, I think the first question is, Ramsey, is how did you get involved with HITC Sport? And was it something that you've always wanted to do? Have I always wanted to be a YouTuber? Not a chance. No, the, 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 it was quite weird, actually. Um, I went to, I did a sports journalism master's in Sunderland. Uh, yeah, which which meant, yeah, I know, I know. It was tough. It was tough living. It was there that I, like, growing up in Ireland, I'd never been to Sunderland, but before that, I quickly realized there's very little going on. So I almost, I almost uh, have a bit of sympathy for the Mackhams. Again, it, the whole town just smells like a, a sweaty shoebox, if you like. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I, I did the masters in sports journalism, and nah, the whole the whole thing was I was I, I wanted to go and become a sports journalist because when I was a kid, that was the thing: either become a footballer, which is not impossible, especially I don't pass the ball, so that was never going to happen. <laughs> uh, unless, I, unless I want to turn out like Kennedy or something, but um, it was either that or become a sports journalist, which I just thought was was the dream job. So ever since then. It, it that was that was the plan but um yeah so when i when we did the course and we graduated in the summer 2016 i was doing a bit of part-time writing for hitc which was just a website and um and then i, I got talking to the boss on a skype call and i said i was gonna go away and do my own mini documentaries kind of inspired by copper 90 just just as something to do like a hobby and he said oh that sounds very interesting why don't we make a youtube channel and you can be the face of it. And considering I, I was unemployed, just doing the part-time writing for a tiny bit of cash, I was like, oh, d- yeah, all right. I'll grab it with both hands. And um, honestly, I, like, I think he probably thought as well that it was going to crash and burn within six weeks. Um, but yeah, it's, what are we, four years four years later? <laughs> Mental. I, I, I don't know. I, I fluked it. <laughs> It can't be a fluke, Sam. Surely, some like I'm not gonna I'm not, I'm not gonna dig him up too much, but we'll talk about maybe the the creativity and the ideas behind the channel. But to get four hundred odd thousand subs in four years, and I know it's right. not just him. There's, there's there is a team behind that. But if someone says HITC Sport, they look at Ramsey. There must be some reason behind it. Crazy, yeah. There has to be. It's crazy numbers. But uh, like uh, Ramsey said, there started off, you know, with little or no money. I mean. What's your tax bracket now? I mean, I don't want to dive in too far into your earnings, but your tax bracket. I mean, yeah. how many how many digits are we talking for the uh, annual income? <laughs> it's uh, let's say the channel the channel is doing well. Thank God. Let's let let let's just say that it's it's, it's doing pretty well. Like Jimmy Carr not paying my taxes. No, um, <laughs> yeah. No, it, it it it's in it's in quite a healthy position at the minute, but honestly, the grind, the slog for the first year year and a half of the channel that looks so far off. It, it took ages for the channel to make any bit of money, and I remember I think we were stuck on maybe even two hundred subs after like three months, and I rang the boss and I was like, "How is this ever going to take off? How is this?" Yeah, and and he he didn't think it would either, but. Was there a moment, Ramsey? Was there a moment where you got, you know what, I don't think it's going to work to just leave it and go back to the writing? I was never going to give up and leave it because 
go back to being unemployed? No. Um, so I was I was always prepared to keep going with it. I think, yeah, the Christmas of 2016. So I, I, first three months were really difficult because it was just a fan. I don't know if it, it was a fan cam channel, and that's all it was. So basically, my, my, to show how much I, I really wanted to make this work, my first my first trip was going down to Wembley uh, for England v Malta, which was the first set of videos. It's just a friendly. And so it was. I got up at 5 a.m., got a 6 a.m. megabus, went down, interviewed everyone, got another megabus back up in the evening, got into Newcastle at 4 a.m., and then had to wait wait in Newcastle for the metros to open to get a 6 a.m. metro to Sunderland. That's a 24-hour day for a set of fan camps for a meaningless friendly. So, yeah, that was, that was, that was a grind. I think I just wanted to prove to the boss that, You've shown faith in me. I I want you to know I'm working. Like I'm I'm willing to make this work. Um, yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. But that's just that like you say, Sam, the determination, the work ethic, the willingness to succeed. And I think that was you. Not big up Lee too much, just in case he's listening. But Lee kind of has that that similar drive as well. Like there's certain things that he does, and I'm sure Ramsey can kind of understand the same sort of feeling. Says so, 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 I'll say it again. Same sort of feeling. So I can get any words out about how he wants certain things to be done and how certain things should be presented. Yeah. It's bad, hard attitudes, isn't it, really? Well, well, yeah. I have, like, I was telling the missus earlier, Lee has a sickening work ethic. Like, considering he also has a full-time job, to to be putting in the hours that he does. But I think what's different between me and Lee is that uh, my videos, my skits, which are the big production ones, I guess, which, which they... I'm lucky because I have a vision and I can implement it how I want. With Lee, I'm, I'm sure he has a vision where he has a team of I don't know how many of you working, and that would be tricky. Like, uh, like you're doing a fantastic job, but again, because uh, well, <laughs> hey, come on, um, but yeah, like because I imagine each one of you probably also has a vision of how you want things to be presented. You know, so it's it, there might be a clash. I don't know, but yeah. So I guess I'm just lucky in the fact that it's just. Me and James does his own videos, and that's it, really. I think obviously Sam's obviously done a lot of research in the videos. He's already got the scarf on. But Sam, is there a particular video that you've watched and you're going, do you know what? That's actually something a bit different. You don't see that every day of the week, and it gets the views, it gets the likes, it gets people commenting about certain things about what's going on in the football world. I will just point out before I answer your question, John, that I'm taking the scarf off now because it's twenty degrees. Oh no. Uh, Twelve right. degrees in there, and, and look, look, look at look at that already. There's there's a degree of perspiration. There. <laughs> I thought we were I thought we were outnumbered Johnny here. All right, okay. I guess it's just me. It might make an appearance later on, but at, at the end of the day, I mean, hard work and talent is 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 unbeatable. It's unstoppable at the end of the day. So you kind lads. It's it's one of them. Once you've got the first kind of couple of years out the way, which you know most businesses fold in two years most new businesses anyway so once you've got over that you kind of it's the straw that breaks the camel's back was was there a particular moment ramsey where you thought right i've cracked it now ah uh, no there's no moment where i thought i've cracked it no i think just funny i think i realized there was a, a good core group of great fans when the scarf came out um because I remember putting that on in one video, and I told people, don't make reference to it, okay? I know it's a shit scarf. And they all, every single comment, like 200 comments were all about the scarf. So I thought then, actually, it, yeah, these people keep coming back, and yeah, I kind of felt like I, I built a, a bit of a, a small audience. And that was that was the winter of 2017, I think. Yeah, because it would be before the World Cup. So I've been wearing this shitty thing for three years. Good Christ. How has the channel and yourself evolved through time? Because you said the first three months were tough, Ramsey, and you're now in a stage, obviously, you're doing, you're doing very, very well. I know you probably wouldn't admit it, but you are doing very, very well. Exactly. How, how, do you, how do you think this sort of feel has evolved over the last, say, two or three years, in your in your opinion? Oh, big time, big time. Uh, I, think, I think it's the same with everyone. When they start YouTube, you're more than likely going to be pretty bad. Um, your presenting is going to be rusty. You're not going to have confidence on camera. And that was me to a T. Good. Honestly, like I said, the first first six months, it was just fan cams. And then I started to come on camera. And 
Yeah, it was it was poor. Uh, <laughs> well, me looking back at it now, it looks it looks really poor. So I think I, I just developed confidence on camera. I look down the lens and I, I I know that I'm speaking to an audience that appreciate the content. So, and also the skits, the skits are, are, are uh, my passion for the for the channel. I love making these skits because it's it's quite hard having a vision in your head and but then putting it on. On the screen, um, there's a few recognizable faces in these skits as well. I've watched a few of them today. There's quite a few people I saw that I recognize in them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think I tried to get Johnny for one of them last year. Uh, I think you were going to be you were going to be Ivanovic in a Chelsea skit, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll get you on. I'll get you on. I'll get you on for like a former Champions League winning fullback or Premier League winning fullback. So I'll let people decide the comments for that one. Uh, I'll try and work it out later, but uh, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking with the vanish because he doesn't have a beard, does he? So that's well, you wanted me to shave as well, did you? <laughs> well, you know, commitment, commitment to the cause. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it, it sounds good. A point though, I think a lot of people that we know or people that used to work for the channel have helped you out, and I think just people just going out of their way just to help in your Ramsey for your passion, your vision, your dreams, essentially of how you want certain skits to work like you talk about the chelsea one i thought that was brilliant but even on your own channel you did stuff about famous youtubers like your ksi's yeah. and true joys and i don't think certain people would have ever even thought about doing certain ideas that you have yeah yeah uh look shout out 40 because he's in a lot of those videos um great character and he's going to be more he's going to be we have plans to do a lot more in 2021 but yeah i think it's i think right when I'm shooting these, because they're very choppy, we'll do a scene. We'll do about fifty scenes for a video, and out of context, it just sounds absolutely ridiculous. But I say to these people, just trust me. All right, trust me. I have a vision in my head; it will turn out all right. And to be fair, that's what, especially people like Forty, like he 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 really commits to uh, the performance. And uh, yeah, great lad. <laughs> Would you? What have you got any ideas of what you want to do? You're saying 2021 is kind of the next kind of skit because obviously with everything that's going on with coronavirus it could be very very difficult with how everything's going is there a particular skit that you have that you want to implement or is it the first thing that or the first idea that you want to put on screen well that's it because because obviously i couldn't go out and film them during um well this year really uh, i've been writing a lot of a lot of skit scripts so my plan is when we when we're able to go back and film i'm gonna have 15 15 skit scripts written uh and then and then more regular. I want them regular on the channel, couple of months, and yeah, it'll mean, it'll mean doing a lot of filming all at once. But yeah, I think I can move things around. I'll go down to visit Forty, crack out a bunch of scenes, do a lot of scenes up in Newcastle, because I, I think that's the next step for the channel now. Like it's, I do enjoy the, the, the face to camera videos. But I think it's the skits which I just I just enjoy them. I just really really enjoy making them. Um, because it brings up more creativity than, I guess, writing a script and and, and saying it to camera, I guess. But, yeah. yeah, so that's the next step. Is there an ultimate goal? Because me and Sam, even with this podcast, we've been doing this, we've done this as our eighth episode now. I've, I've, I've never said this to Sam, but I think I would like to say, can we get 50 episodes? That's that's my goal. Can we get the 50? And then if we, if we can get the 50, I know, but if we can get the 50, can we get another 50? But 50 is my little target. And I like I don't know what you're thinking, Sam, but I'm going to ask Ramsey about what's his ultimate goal for HITC. But what would you say your ultimate goal is for this? Because, well, let's see what the people, let's see what the people want. If, they can get, if we can get the, uh, more and more guests, then it keeps us happy, doesn't it, really? Because we get some fantastic guests. We've got another one lined up as well. Yeah, yeah. Imagine. Keep, keep, keep going, lads. I, I believe you can do 50 for sure. Definitely. Um, yeah, just, 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 you need, might need to persuade Sam. He doesn't seem to be uh, getting on board no, with it. Because I think, Ramsey, Ramsey, you're the first guest that Johnny's booked. Second. 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 Yeah. What? Yeah. What was the other one you booked? There's definitely one more. I'm sure it was 100% there's one more. Can you not remember? I'm sure there's one more. I I've, I've I thought I had two. Remember, mate. Come on. Who, who? Who, who? Oh, no, it wasn't. It's just the one. I'm thinking about Jose again. Sorry. Jose Enrique. Have you, yeah. you, you've had him on the, on the podcast? Not on the podcast, on the channel. We've managed to do an interview with him in lockdown. But yeah. Sam did a lot more than me in terms of getting guests. But he's oh, just a little <laughs> link as well. You, you know, just if, you, just if you're listening on the air, on Apple or uh, Spotify, uh, 
Nice little wink there, did Mr. Molnar. Yeah, it's, it's on iTunes as well. <laughs> oh, oh, well, while you're there, you may as well. Yeah, but Sam, is is there a goal for for, for yourself? Do you think 50's bit out of the reach? Uh, do you, do you think you for that? That's the ultimate goal, isn't it? World domination. That's <laughs> what it, it's got to be. I don't know, really. I've not thought about it. I've never have. I mean, this whole world so new to me. I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I've been in the channel nine months. I ain't got a clue what I'm doing. I'm just getting well, on with things. Whatever, whatever happens, that. Well, whatever you're doing, you're doing a good job, Sam. So oh, I say, yeah. I say, I say, just take, take each podcast as it comes, and yeah, you'll hit fifty. I, I've, I've no reason to believe that you won't. He's on our side because I wore the scar. Well, that's it. See, see. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but Ramsey, what's your ultimate goal with the channel? Just even for yourself personally, because is there so is there only so much you can do with HITC, or do you think there's a lot more you can do with it, or do you want to do something else? I know because you branched out your own channel, and I yeah. know you tried a few things with that. Is what's your kind of maybe medium to long term vision of, of yourself? Well, let's see. I think the easy answer is million subs, but that's that doesn't really that doesn't really delve into what that means. I think right now it's 2021 is the year of concentrate on loads of skits. Maybe in the future bring out a podcast. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I think it seems kind of mad to say, but I think I want to be consider. It seems mad because see, I, I hadn't even thought of, the, of YouTube as a possibility a few years ago. But I kind of want to reach a level where big YouTubers like True Jordy, like he's in a massive inspiration. I think if I can get the Irish guy on his level or even close to it, I've been doing a damn good job. Um, cause, cause what he's got, he's got brands coming to him. He's get he's getting sponsorships. He's, uh, he's treading the fine line between YouTube and mainstream, um, mainstream media. So yeah, like if I could be the football, the Irish football version of, of him, I guess, cause, cause he's kind of branched other things now Then yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's it. Would you not be interested in branching out as well? Say, like, you know, you like your skits, like sketch comedy, something like that. Would would a goal not be like, um, I don't know, a sketch series, something like that, or or do you just determined to stick with with football? Uh, I think I think football. Football is my big passion. It's all of, yeah, it's the biggest thing in my life. Um, yeah, I hope my girlfriend doesn't doesn't hear that but yeah like <laughs> i enjoy it i love it i absolutely love football so i guess i could i mean with the irish guy channel i did branch into um touching on big youtubers and stuff but now nah, i think i'm always going to want to be in football for the rest of my life that's it's it's a dream <laughs> and, and yeah i can imagine there was a couple of questions when i was doing a bit of research for yourself ramsey and apparently there's some beef with football daily now i don't know much about this rivalry but i've obviously i know you've done a podcast with somebody with football daily is that correct and are they a competitor are they someone that you look up to is they are they someone that you think they see you as a rival how would you describe that relationship that is a competitive rivalry um yeah because we yeah, they they were the big the big dogs in football YouTube. Um, basically, the marker to hit overcome this lot and become because I I want HITC to be the biggest football channel on the platform. So I see them right at the top of the tree, and I'm thinking I want to overhaul them. Um, now, arrive here in terms of do I do I hate them? Not 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 a chance. I actually quite like Hamill. He was the guy who I, I his podcast I went on, and we did another one over Zoom um, a couple of times this lockdown. So no, like they're they're great great lads. Um, I do have a, a plan. Um, I think I put out a tweet a few months ago, and I've sounded out them about getting a football charity match in 2021. So HITC plus a bunch of other football YouTubers against the company that is Football Daily. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think if that goes ahead, it'll be fun. You might have to, you might have to pass to a couple of people, mind. Uh, no, it's, 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 <laughs> you want to see the Irish guy score a goal, Johnny. <laughs> saying that the lead put up a comment before saying have you seen the goal that Ramsey scored he played a charity game for us it was against the Mopai channel a couple of years ago um, where we didn't win <laughs> before put it out there but probably the best yeah, goal of the day time, exactly <laughs> but the best goal of the day was Ramsey he was right foot uh, just dribbled 
and took a, took a shot, hit that. I think keeping that they got a touch to it, but he, I don't know. It was a good finish anyway. That was Danny, one of the only highlight on the day for us. Danny, it was a decent strike, but it was a consolation and a five-one defeat. Let's not big it up too much. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you don't want to watch that clip, Sam. <laughs> you can watch every other Newcastle fans TV video, but not that one. <laughs> The the, yeah. the 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 match against Middlesbrough was uh that was good because we actually won. Yeah, we beat Middlesbrough. We beat Sunderland. I remember the Sunderland one quite well. I scored two that day. I don't know where you were that day. Like uh, you you just <laughs> running around, weren't you? I was just half on the man one. Yeah, don't pass the ball to anyone. And uh, <laughs> but when you think about it, I was opening up space for you to capitalise, Johnny. You know that's that's all that was. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, obviously Sam, we've talked about rivalry. I think that's good in any sort of environment because yeah, because if you there's always going to be somebody better than you at something well can you be better than them I think that's how I look at certain things I don't know about yourself but surely that's the only way you're going to improve as a person competition uh, isn't it at the end of the day if, if, if you've got something to aim at like Ramsey said he's now aiming for you know the likes of true Geordie and, and, and whatever and the only the people that it benefits is the consumer because if you're motivated and you get your content the best it can possibly be that's only going to breed success so much like um what would have happened in the uh, rematch with sunderland fan tv that we did have planned for a couple of months ago didn't we but uh thank you yeah. covid that would have been my debut as well that would have been nice could have got off to a flying start beat the record or 12. <laughs> is there is there any plans to get that happening in 2021 when this is all hopefully in the past? I think it's something that we'll, we'll ha obviously have the conversation with with um, SCFC fan TV. We had obviously we did have um, conversations over lockdown. Like I did a video with uh, Sean Middleton, who's a big uh, part of SCFC fan TV. So we've got a very good relationship, apart from the fact that we support very different football teams. But um, no, I again, I obviously the last one we did was just a more of a five aside, seven aside, just kind of see what it was like. I think we would both like to do something for charities. We have our own separate charities that we'd like to go for. Um, but if you want to see us, obviously the people that are watching or listening, let us know and we'll try and sort something out when, obviously, we can't because, obviously, we don't know when we can actually sort of, uh, sort something out. We were going to try and get something at the Academy of Light is where Sunderland train. Um, yeah. Obviously, SCFC fan TV had a lot of contacts and they said that they could sort it up at the end of May and it was more or less a done deal. We were going to do a five to seven aside match uh, in Sunderland as part of the rematch and then we do a big 11 aside match for charity so unfortunately because of everything that's going on in the world we can't do that at the minute but when we can certainly would like to discuss it with uh, Sunderland fan TV or SAFC fan TV as they like to be called but it, look, I think the fact that the North East are kind of all trying to help each other is one big massive help as it is anyway but um, Ramsey before we talk about all things Newcastle a couple of comments are saying, who does the Irish guy support? I think you probably said who you support anyway, to probably in different interviews anyway, but you're going to tell people who you support? I mean, considering I'm doing a, I'm on a Newcastle fans TV channel, is it not kind of, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Newcastle fan, um, which which I think for an Irish, for an Irishman, that's quite refreshing, considering most of them pick Man United or Liverpool, not me. Why? Why Newcastle? Uh, well, my dad used to work here during the 80s, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, my dad used to work here during the 80s, and uh, he adopted them as his team, um, and he passed that down to me. Like, so many so many dads, really, I guess. If you're not from a certain area in England, then you'll probably go with what your dad supports. And, yeah, so when I got into them, it was – let's put it this way. My first game was Sir Bobby's – It was it was Wolves at home. 0304 season. Uh Shearer misses his penalty. We don't get top four. And poor old Bobby uh gets booed off the pitch um by certain sections of crazy fans who uh yeah didn't realise what we had. But anyway. So I've kind of just had the gloomy years really. Just uh yeah, Bobby was gone within a few months, income soonest. Uh that was that was pretty tough, and then pretty much my gashy ever since, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Dad. I think the one thing I'd like to say, Sam, for you, because you and Ramsey aren't from Newcastle originally, but Newcastle United is your big passion. You 
obviously both support them really, really well. You want a Newcastle to win all the time. You want to see them do well on and off the pitch. And, you know, you can't say you're no bigger than any other Newcastle fan. I think for what I'm trying to kind of get at, Sam, is that it doesn't matter where you're from in the world. As long as you support Newcastle and care for Newcastle, that'll do. Like an old fan said to me in the Gallagate the day of the 5-1 win against Sunderland, it doesn't matter where you're from, you're a Geordie if you're wearing black and white. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. My family didn't uh, really like football. Newcastle were the first team I, I saw that I liked the look of when I was five or six years old on the telly because of the way they played in that entertainer's era. And they were the team for me. Jobs are good. So there's no going back now. At least I saw some good glory years before... Um, yeah, yeah. You you must you must. What a great decision to go to that Sunderland game, though, right? Five one. Yes, um, one of the better. De- yeah, just what a, what a day, what a day. I remember I went with my girlfriend at the time, who's now the wife. Um, after that third goal went in just before half time, the show of a penalty. She turned round to me to kind of give me a cuddle, and I'm down the end of the aisle in a pile on. Mental. I would say I've spoken to a few people about that game, and, and, and a bit like Teo, when Teotihuacan scored against Arsenal, they just said it was reverberations around the stadium. It, it was mental. It must it must have been, like you say, amazing to be at. It, it's something that just it's one of them days you'll just never forget. I'll always be with you. Like when you talk about it now, like the hairs stand up, yeah, the back of neck and on your arm and whatnot. It was just. An incredible day. And you look at that Sunderland team, ironically managed by Steve Bruce that day. You look at that Sunderland team. You have Jordan Henderson in the middle with uh, Lee Catamol. <laughs> and then you had like Asamoah <laughs> Jan, Darren Bent. You had um, Minulay and Joel. And I'm almost certain they finished above us that season, didn't they? It is, yeah. Yeah. Game after that, they beat Chelsea away, didn't they? Yeah, 3 0. 3 0 Stanford Bridge. It was a good and team. You- Chris Hewton that got sacked a couple of months later. Crazy. But that's Newcastle for you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But I think, I think touching on the fact that they were a good team, I think it kind of shows that the form book goes out the window in Derby, still, doesn't it? It's, it, it's mm. a, it, anyone, anyone, anything can happen on a Derby. Let's, let's say that. But yeah, perfect. I'm, yeah, I'm going to ask the question to both of you. I'll ask Sam first, and then I'll get Ramsey a couple of seconds to think about it. Newcastle 5, Sunderland 1, and Arsenal 4-4 four, four game. If you could go back and be at the ground, which game would you rather have been to? And I'll tell you my reason for what I'd pick after. Because I went to both of those well, games. But, 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 but the way you say that, you're going to pick the 4-4. But I, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't at the 4-4. Um, judging from my temper back in the day, I might have been one of them silly tossers that left at half-time. But unfortunately, um, I didn't have to make that choice. But I, I get, you can't not. Choose against a five-one derby win, surely, surely. Ramsey, yeah, it is. It is actually a tougher choice than um, than Sam makes it out to be, though, because my re- my reason being, yes, five-one is amazing, pumping the mac, but the game was kind of over after the halftime, right? Uh, so at least with the Newcastle Arsenal one, I mean, you could have said the same thing about the halftime in that one too, but. You're 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 more emotionally invested on the edge of your seat until later in the game, and then the big payoff on Teodi slams that one in. Oh my god, <sighs> that would have been unbelievable. But again, yeah, Sunderland five one is, you know, I'll pick Teodi. I'll go for that one just for that one moment of just ecstasy. Uh, you yeah. know what? I would pick that one. Had that would have been, had the Teodi goal been for the five four. Because didn't we have a goal disallowed earlier on? Leon, was it the best? Yeah, Leon, the goal best yeah. There was nothing wrong with that goal. Well, you know what? There could have been a fifth one after Teori's goal because Kevin Nolan was through on goal, wasn't he? If, and Kevin, Nolan, yeah. if Kevin Nolan's shot went half a yard to the uh, left, it would have been in and it would have been 5-4. Unbelievable. My, my reason for why Newcastle's 4-4 game against Arsenal is the best game I've ever been to was that last 20 minutes. Because... No one in that ground, no one watching the game around the world would have backed Newcastle to get anything after 25 minutes when Arsenal are falling up or whatever, 28 minutes. But what Newcastle showed that day is what Newcastle's all about. Determination. Just not giving up. Just wanting to see, can we get there? Can we do it? Can we get something from this game? 
And yes, there was, you know, a debatable penalty, but we put ourselves in a position to put the pressure on the referee to give a penalty. And then Teoti's goal, and obviously, God rest his soul. And, you know, what a strike. The noise, like, the noise that day when that goal goes in, whoever was on the tannoy couldn't even say who the goal scorer was. He had to wait for about a minute for the crowd to kind of just go for him to announce it. It is the best game I've ever been to. And Newcastle beat Sunderland 5-1 that year. Explain that. In the same season, that's crazy in itself, isn't it? Like them two games in the same season. Well, you know what? There, there, there were a few games that season. Didn't we beat Chelsea away in the Cup? Yeah. Uh, we beat Liverpool 3-1 at home in Pardew's first game. Arsenal uh, Yes, yeah, Andy Carroll. Big wins. Big wins. 5-0 five five West Ham as well. That's it. Yeah, Leon, 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 Leon Best. You should never say in the Premier League. We might, yeah. we might, might, might talk about another West Ham win a bit, little bit later. We might get Ramsey's thoughts on that as well. But um, no, we, we talk about those, his, like, obviously those games of historic games that have gone down so well. Remember Newcastle 4, 12, 4? That was actually my first ever game at Townsend at St. James. My first ever Newcastle game was that game. Uh, noise was definitely when Tio scored. You're right, Adam. It was just insane. But you've had, started... you've had some good games, Johnny. I'll flip this one. What was one your worst, what was your worst games you've been to, lads? I'd be interested I'll, to hear I'll, this. I'll let Sam go first if he's got one. I've got one in my head. Oh my god! Well, uh, Blackpool <laughs> at home in the Premier League, two 0 loss. How who was it? Who was that? Blackpool. Ben oh, Arthur's yeah, yeah. Right. he came on with uh, a few minutes ago. That was terrible. We should have been like, uh, all of a sudden, Matt Jilks turned into Ika Casillas that day. <laughs> and Blackpool had two shots and scored them both. I, 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 yeah, that wasn't great. Uh, not remember, season as well, nil-nil. That was pretty dire. If I remember, it wasn't the Blackpool one so deflating because we started quite well at it. I think we beat yeah. Villa 6-0 a few weeks earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same Again, same season as the 5-1. The fourth ball. Yeah. Well, what about, what about you, Ramsey? What about you? Is there anything that any oh. anyone that you think at the top of your head you go, oh, I wish I was mm. never there? See, worst games don't stick out of my brain. I guess I've seen I've seen three nil West Ham. Wasn't that wasn't that wasn't that when they were staging the protest to arrive seventeen minutes late or something? Yeah. Um, I'm almost positive it was three nil. Philippe Anderson tore us apart. Yeah. Uh, 18 months ago that was pretty bad um, yeah uh, yeah there's quite a lot for the last few years uh, and I've got, a season, <laughs> I've got a season ticket to see them all so yeah what I'm thankful for is that I wasn't at I wasn't at either of the, the Brighton ones nil nil thank God for that I think yeah uh, they looked awful they looked horrible games yeah, the, the Norwich nil nil last season. That was enough. But the thing is, with me though, when when you got to drive three and a half hours to get to Newcastle to witness um, one nil loss at home to West Brom that first season back in the Premier League towards the end of the season when West Brom had Darren Moore and all of a sudden turned into Real Bromwich Albion. Yeah. <laughs> then you've got then you've got a three and a half hour drive home. That's that's what makes a bit, a yeah. bit of a day and you kinda of got all that time when you stuck down the A one M and yeah. all that it kind of reflect just how appalling Kennedy was that day. Yeah, yeah. But actually actually since since you did mention the Norwich one, one floods back to me and is the, the clear winner here. Three 0 Leicester last year. Yeah, it was it wasn't I've that got one piece. I've got one piece. Go on. <laughs> Six nil against Liverpool. That was. Oh. A, I was. I, I was. I'd come back for the weekend. It was around about my brother's birthday that weekend, and um, went to a university that there was a lot of Liverpool fans. Um, that was just awful, awful. And we, I, my first year, I got a season ticket. It was yeah, we got relegated. We got beat five one of Liverpool that year. That was just as bad. Um, but the game, was, the game where Shea given got man the match, and then uh, and then he left within a few weeks, wasn't it? Because yeah. of our appalling defence. Yeah, it was just absolutely terrible. I just, I don't even know when you when you go to those games, you think, oh, do I bother going to the next one? But you do, but you do. Yeah. But I think that was a big question as well, Ramsey, is the fact that you got a season ticket. And you did a video with us on the channel about when obviously Steve Bruce was appointed. And I want to touch about that appointment now, really, because you said, no, get a season ticket, support the team. I've been waiting a long time. I want to get my season ticket. I want to support the 
the lads. With Steve Bruce in charge at that point, did you think, oh, I'm not too sure about this, but I'll, I'll go anyway? Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of, because you know you're signing up for Dross. Um, but again, as I said, as I said at the time, I've waited a long time to get a season ticket, and I, I'm not going to let my gashi keep me away, and I'm not going to let, well, at the time, Steve Bruce, because my opinion of him was very low. But to be fair, he's actually done all right. He's done a half-decent job. Um, so I think maybe we were all a bit too critical on him because he's an unfashionable choice, kind of plucked out of Sheffield Wednesday, and it kind of looked like his time had, had been and gone in the Premier League. But to be fair, there's not many current managers in the Premier League who are more experienced in the top flight than him, if you think about it. No, he, definitely. He's had about 11 seasons or something. But, um, yeah, what do you think of Bruce? What do, what do you guys think of Bruce? I think... I think there's a there's a question I'd like to ask both of later on, but just in my initial thoughts when he first came, I was like, not too sure about this. Not because of the fact of it being a downgrade on Benitez or what people thought was a downgrade on Benitez. I think it was just he he's just left he's left Sheffield Wednesday. He's been at Villa where didn't get the promoted from the Championship. He took Hull down. I wasn't too sure, but I think if I'm being honest, he's been a very safe pair of hands, and he. He's kind of got the team on on board a little bit, and the majority of our players now. I know there's a, a couple of foreign players, but the majority of them are British lads, and he seems to kind of. I think they trust him, and I think they can kind of communicate with him a little bit better. And obviously, we'll talk about the West Ham winning in, in a couple of minutes. But I, I've been overall pretty impressed with him because I didn't think anything from I didn't think he'd get his 13th or an FA Cup quarter final last season, and from what you've seen so far, he spent some half decent money with whatever money we normally get anyway so I don't know what, what Sam thinks but I would say better than what, ex- what I expected and hopefully that continues Definitely better than expected wasn't it um, we'd have all took 13 at the start of the last season wouldn't we let's face it um, there was a lot of things I didn't like towards the end of last season but by the by the guy's done a good job and He's made some pretty shrewd moves in the transfer market this summer. So I'm fairly open-minded at the best of times. So I was over Rafa pretty quick because you could see the way it was going. But on the whole, Bruce, I think he probably will know his strongest team now. And it's just took him just over a year to finally figure it out. But, you know, as long as we get there in the end, it's, it's, it's all that matters. But no, he's, he's, he's done a good job. And he's, like Johnny said, he's, he's a safe pair of hands. But um, do you, do you he, has, the he has a bit of a Mourinho statistic about him in that the third season, it tends to go wrong for him. So we shall see. Do you, do you think, do you think Ramsey, that every Newcastle fan has got over Rafa Benitez? Because I think it took a heck of a long time for Steve Bruce to kind of or everyone kind of to realise that Steve Bruce was actually Newcastle manager and Rafa Benitez wasn't Newcastle manager. Well, I think the, the takeover links didn't help because we saw in all the media Rafa was, was being linked with a return and that kind of flared up an old... Uh, yeah, pe- pe- people maybe... Maybe that wound being reopened again. Um, but... Rafa is obviously a, a, a world-class coach. He's, he's enjoying a nice retirement payday out in China. But he is gone, and we were lucky to have him. Uh, Newcastle United, over the last 13 years, have no divine right to acquire managers like Benitez. So he's come, he's done a great, he did a great job, and he's gone. And I think we should be thankful for that. And because you saw, yeah, everyone was disappointed when Rafa left. I saw some fans, they were basically demanding a manager of, of equal standard be hired, and that was never going to happen because... It's almost a miracle we managed to get three years out of Rafa to begin with. Yeah, 100%. I've, just before we talk a bit more about Newcastle, Sam, I, there's been a video that was that was um, created by a certain Mr. Ramsey to the to the right of me on screen. Um, you might have heard of it. Have you ever heard of the phrases of, I'd rather be uh, bottom of the championship than top of the Premier League? Or... We were playing Burton every week. We'd be top of the championship. You know that video that we're on about there? <laughs> I'm aware of uh, such tomfoolery, yes. That video was that video was created by Mr. Ramsey here. Now, yeah. <laughs> I think 
Sam, that video is probably the most, I think, inspirational video for any Newcastle fan whenever they're down. <laughs> we've got the guy that created it on the right of us. And Sam, I, I think you might have you might have seen the video once or twice, and you might have seen, you know, some people from Sunderland say some very silly things now when you look about it, about uh, about Newcastle. Um, what was your impression of that video? It's just come to my uh, thoughts there. Well, I don't want to go in too too hard on them because in 10 years' time we could be sat here and we could be getting replayed and the same could be happening to us if we're ever in League One and Sunderland are back in the big league. But yeah, no, it's brilliant. It's just absolutely... It's, what could you, it, 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 it's just one of those. It speaks for itself. It is just absolutely superb. It's, it, it's just got everything. Delusion. Yeah. And the, and, the, and, the, and the very fact they said if we were in the championship, this is what we would do. We wouldn't be losing to these teams. And then Burton are the team that relegate them. So I don't think they could only dream of the championship at the minute. That's the reality of the situation. It's crazy. I mean, they. I mean, again, drawing at home to the likes of Bristol Rovers now, which is just <laughs> superb. Yeah. What was the inspiration behind that video, Ramsey? Well, at the time, I was living in Sunderland, so it was easy to just pop across the road and interview a bunch of fans. And, yeah, I kind of wanted to get them to see what they thought about the whole situation because we were we were coming back up um, and they were in a relegation battle. And, yeah, I just, I just wanted to see. I didn't think they, they would... They, the, they, they'd be in League One so quickly and that they'd look like complete fools, but uh, there you go, that's... What happens when you make predictions on camera? How well has that video done? Yeah, Ellis has said he loves that video so much. But how how well has that video done? Uh, you've had companies like Netflix that have wanted that video, haven't they? Like, they've, they've, there's been so much. Like, oh, well, that's why he's in the top tax bracket. Exactly. <laughs> but, but you've had so you've had so many people probably retweet this video, watch this video, put it on Facebook, whatever. Yeah. How big? How big do you think this video has gone? Well, I'd say at the time it was it was, it was far bigger than far bigger than it, it was. It, it wasn't viral, but it was viral for me at the time because you know my videos were, weren't doing great views. But this, it just uh, it, yeah, like you say, it was retweeted on all these fan pages, and <clears throat> I got a Newcastle games, and <clears throat> people would repeat these lines to me and say, "Oh, you're the guy who did that," and uh, yeah, it was just it was just it was funny at the time. I did feel a bit of sympathy though because especially. Um, I don't know. Do you know the image of the two ladies at the end? Yeah, yeah. That they were circulated around around social media a lot. And they were actually they were actually nice. Um, so I kind of felt bad for that. But yeah, yeah. I guess it's just a fun video, really. Do you do you kind of do you say you feel sorry for them? Just do you think the fact that with the social media kind of hate? You mentioned those two ladies there that you um, were talking about. Mm. Those that's not the sort of thing that you want. What you want is people to you know enjoy what you what you um, create and you don't want any of that hate. You just want people to laugh at the, the comments, but not to take the mic basically, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cause you know, the, they might not have been on social media, but they might have a family who were and yeah, it's, I kind of felt a little bit of responsibility. Um, be like, Oh shit, I'm the one who put them out there. But again, I guess really all I did was just, I let them speak for themselves. And, but yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much bollocks in social media these days. It's just, yeah, it can become quite toxic at times. Do you think? Uh, do you think? Have you ever been allowed back in Sunderland? Is there anybody coming to you and going, "You're that guy that did the video and made us look like a laughing stock"? Well, yeah, I got, I got pretty, I, I got out of Sunderland pretty quickly after that. Uh, within about <laughs> a month, I moved to Newcastle. Do you know what? I, I stopped doing the fan cams of Sunderland because it got too depressing. It just became too easy, and it, it was that whole. They're in the championship and they're still losing games every week, and it was just, oh, just just a whole cloud of despair over the club, and yeah, no, just 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 leave them to it, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. An incredible video, an absolutely incredible video. Well, let's <laughs> move back on to Newcastle and Sam. Um, the win against West Ham. I mean, Sam haven't really spoken about the game. Um, on Saturday night, so this would be like a kind of like a review with all three of us, really. But um, which out of the three new signings, Sam impressed you the most? Callum Wilson. Why? Just it just made so much more difference having an actual striker on the pitch. I mean, you look at last season, 
Gail was injured for the most of it. Carol was never fit. And then you're left with Joe Linton or Muto, which is like, you know, trying to pick which STR you'd like. It was just, it's just absolutely horrendous. So to have Callum Wilson there running the channels superbly as he did, getting his proper poachers goal, it was just brilliant. I mean, the one I'm most excited about is Jamal Lewis, the left back, because never in my wildest dreams, which is, says a lot about us at the minute. He would have been my number one choice this summer for, uh, for a left back, even if the takeover had gone through. But it just wasn't a Newcastle buy, was it? Fifteen million on a left back that's British, right age, everything ticking all the boxes, and we've ended up getting him. I mean, Liverpool wanted him. I know he was going to play second fiddle to Robertson, but still. So, yeah, it's, it's actually looking quite promising. But, yeah, no, uh, Callum Wilson, by an absolute country mile, impressed me the most. Ramsey, Callum Wilson was actually my um, realistic number one target for Newcastle in terms of that main man as a striker. Was he yours or was it somebody else that you thought that could do the job? Yeah, again, like um, like Sam said with Lewis, uh, it didn't seem feasible really because you think he might have more attractive suitors. I know he didn't have the best season for, for Bournemouth, but um, he was linked with Chelsea only 18 months ago. He's still technically an England international. Uh, what a signing, honestly. It's I would say, and uh, let me know if I'm wrong, I would say this is our most exciting striker signing since Obafemi Martins, and that was 2006. In terms of the anticipation, you know, it's, you know, because Devin Bad was great, but come on, he was he was coming on a free from West Ham, so there wasn't that level of hype and excitement. But with Wilson, we know he's he's proven in this league, and yeah, we just we just haven't been shopping for proven strikers in the last God knows how long. Yeah, I think obviously with myself with watching the game and Callum Wilson just seemed to kind of take us a bit further at the pitch. I like the fact that Steve Bruce went four four two by the look of it. I thought it was more of a four four two. Yeah, do I do I think he went four four two, Sam? Because obviously there's a lot of talk at West Ham. Everything's going wrong, and the owners and selling Dean Garner to West Brom. And I did a, I did a uh, I did an interview with uh, Clarence Blue Army TV and. It is uproar in in uh, East London at the minute. Was it the perfect time to play West Ham? And that was basically why he went for it a little bit more than Steve Bruce. What can you imagine if there was a crowd in? Oh, would have been another pitch invasion launching missiles in the director's box, wouldn't there? Another good video for Ramsey there. Another idea. Yes. Yeah. Oh, just you could milk that for weeks. But at the end of the day, West Ham they're still not a bad squad. You look at that squad. It's good. It's arguably better than ours, but there's something not quite right at West Ham, as you say. It's, it's bizarre. As four four two goes, that came so out of left field for me because all the preseason friendlies were four two three one, and then you turn up first day of the season, bang four four two. It's going back to the nineties and noughties again. But uh, big man, little man. Classic, keep it simple, and it worked. Carroll was an absolute battering ram. The tone was set after what six seconds, where he absolutely leopard Suchek. So <laughs> that kind of yeah, that set he set his stall out pretty quick. Although my favourite thing was that um, half the Newcastle team forgot to kneel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the whistle went, and like loads of bang, half of them in the west. <laughs> oh shit, kneel. But yeah, it was just a cracking 90 minutes of football, wasn't it? It was. Ramsey, when you look at the um, the team that were kind of forming together, there was obviously Ryan Fraser that didn't get any minutes. Yes, oh, on Saturday, we should get some game time against Blackburn on Tuesday. Is he another player that gets you on the edge of your seat? A little bit like you can pass and shoot a little bit better. It's <laughs> going <laughs> uh, today with one later. Highlights of that game will be later on. <laughs> uh, Fraser, yeah, he he had a stinker of a season last year. Um, he, but the year before, it was great. He was top of the charts for assists in the Premier League, wasn't he? Um, yeah, he is a good signing, and especially on a free. But I might be the only Newcastle fan who has a, a bit of an issue with him. He is basically he has basically done to Bournemouth what Michael Owen did to us, except even worse. Owen copped out of a, the home game against Fulham, didn't he? Because he was looking at a move, looking at getting a move away, and he didn't want to get injured. Fraser sat out 
the last six every game after lockdown wasn't injured he just uh he was done with them i think i'm the only one who has an issue with that i think it's because michael owen did it to us but he's a good player but his moral compass is he better than what we've got yeah yeah well better than that yes yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was, I was just thinking of it. If you have Sam, Sam Maxim and Almiron, but you're going to put Almiron in the. We're going to put Almiron in number ten, aren't we? So, if all, if all things, yeah, he is. He's definitely an upgrade. Listen, he's a good player, very good player. But uh, I don't know what he did to Bournemouth. Just doesn't sit well with me. But I tell you what, you've just reminded me about that Fulham game because I was at that Fulham game. Oh, and that was depressing. But do you know what? We had a, again. We had a perfectly good Mark Viduka goal disallowed by Howard Webb, and had it yep. been allowed, we'd have drew one-one. Boom, we'd have stayed up. And you know, but but Sam, I think going down was it the best thing for us, really, wasn't it? In hindsight, but at the time, I was terrified we'd do what Leeds did at the time, and taken them sixteen years to get back up. But at the time, it was terrifying. But yeah, with hindsight, yeah, it probably was because you had to get rid of. So many players in that squad that were just a, a disease. I say losing six one to Leighton Orient didn't do much for your uh, faith in getting back up. <laughs> you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, could, it could have been a Leeds. It easily could have been a Leeds, but obviously they obviously won the we scored three goals at Anfield uh, Cup on Saturday night. So <laughs> they did all right on the weekend. And no, in all seriousness, yeah. it's good to have them, it's good to have them back. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm, I know slightly off topic. I'm sick of all these TV companies going, like literally going off oh, Bielsa, this leads that. Oh my god! Are it's only not, the first week of the season as well. Are you not happy to have a big club back in the league, Johnny? No. Instead of, oh. instead of Bournemouth nonsense. Oh, don't get me wrong. It is fantastic for Leeds. I, like generally, and I'm not taking the mic. It's great to have them back in the Premier League. They are a Premier League club. There's no doubts about that. We'd all agree with that. And the fact that it's only an hour and a half down the road, if we're allowed to go to away games. Be even much better, but I'm just sick of them already. As in, just everybody talking about them and top four, top six. Oh, just stay yeah. in the division. Just stay in the division. We are the perfect example. Stay in the division because if we get overhyped, people take the mick, and it'll happen. The Leeds. I know they did well against Liverpool, not get the, but they didn't get the result. They need to get points, and then we'll talk about them. But before that game started. You hear all the hype, and then you see the Leeds team come out, and you think, "Is that it?" Exactly. <laughs> well, I did say I have Bielsa at Newcastle. They played well. Would you have Bielsa at Newcastle, there, uh, Ramsey? Would I? You damn right, I would have. Yeah. Of course, he's 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 Pep Guardiola's idol. He's uh, he he hasn't won much, but he's uh, he, he's a massive reputation, regarded as one of the most technically innovative coaches going. And and you know what? Saying that Leeds don't have a, have a good team, I, I agree. But that's what makes if if Leeds do well this season, that what makes Bielsa all the more impressive. You know that he can implement his philosophy with a championship set of players like Patrick Bamford up front. Good lord, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but um, Sam, obviously going back to the West Ham game, and I thought Newcastle were very very comfortable second half, and then they finished the game off. I thought Al Neal was the perfect substitution, by the way, and I have to give Steve Bruce credit for that. And um, later on in the second half, and Jeff Hendrick. Obviously, he gets his first goal for Newcastle. Another good bit of business, free transfer, Premier League experience, Sam. A fantastic finish, as you can see on your screen. Yeah, just another shrewd buy. I mean, 12 months ago, how much would you have to pay for Ryan Fraser? 12 months ago, how much would you have had to pay for Callum Wilson? Jeff Hendrick on a free, 100 games in the Premier League, fully-fledged international adds a lot of depth and competition in that midfield versatile reminded me a bit of how Joey Barton used to play on that right hand side in a 4-4-2 I thought he did really well second half Hendrick um, offered a lot helping out Mankio got his goal took it very very well it was good it was just it was just a real nice pipe opener for the for the start of the season because we're traditionally slow starters so it's actually you know nice not to be absolutely shite for the first day of the season. For sure. Ramsey, you would have seen Hendrick play for the Republic of Ireland a lot more than what me and Sam would have done. Um, what did you think when he was announced as a signing at Newcastle? Absolute superstar. Never had any doubts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'd say, I'd say like the rest of you, I was um, 
Yeah, I was quite underwhelmed. Uh, listen, listen. I know he's Irish, but Ireland, we, we've been very poor for years. Our, our talents dried right up. And I, I guess it's hard to stand out in a, a team as low in quality as Ireland. But, yeah, uh, he did well against West Ham. He, and, and on a free, I mean, he's, he's definitely an upgrade on Bentaleb. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's an easy decision as it is anyway. But obviously, likes of ASM and the ASM and the team, Hayden and Shelby, it's a good nucleus, Ramsey. It's a really good nucleus of what we've got. And you look at, obviously, the, the Blackburn game tomorrow. Obviously, I don't think the majority of them are going to play. But the Brighton game on Sunday, Newcastle have got a very good chance of potentially getting two wins out of two and being in a bit of a healthy position, which we haven't been in, getting six points. I would love to know the last time the earliest we got to six points. If Newcastle could do that on Sunday, that would be brilliant. Yeah, I, I'd worry about the Brighton game, though. I know I said I wasn't at the, the, the couple of nil-nils, but, uh, yeah, I watch, I, I remember watching that game down in London. The, um, did they have about 65% of the ball at St. James's Park? Maybe even more. Cool. And they still play the same way. I don't, know how, I, know I don't know how they're getting on now. They could be beating Chelsea, I don't know. Uh, let us know in the comments. But, yeah, I'd, uh, I, get, I, guess, I guess I'd worry about Brighton, Brighton because we've been so poor against them. Ever since the championship, um, when we somehow fluked that win with uh, Modiana, wasn't it? Off the back yeah. Of you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, one listen, they What's that? 1 0 Chelsea. Okay, there we go. Um, but yeah, like like Brighton, Brighton dominate possession. They, they play the same way they did last year. Uh, it's going to be a tough game. It'll be tough. Prediction after you, Ramsey, for Brighton? Say it again. Prediction? Prediction. Yeah. 0 0. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'll give you a prediction for the Blackburn game tomorrow. There's a preview for that game by myself uh, on Newcastle Fans TV on the main channel at 10 o'clock. So please give that a watch at 10. will be in the comments as well so we can get our reaction to the, maybe the team I've gone with or just general thoughts on the game. Um, but going into tomorrow game, uh, tomorrow's game, Sam, Blackburn at home. We see a take on Blackburn in the FA Cup and League Cup over the last few years. Um, a tricky game, but in my preview, I think Newcastle will just be too strong. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, there's going to be wholesale changes, but for the first time ever, you know, a Newcastle side can make eight or nine changes and the lineup won't make you want to poke your eyes out with the hot iron rod. Um, you've got Ryan Fraser, Matt Ritchie, uh, Longstaff. Oh, uh, Barlazer, yes, because I don't think Matty's fit. Kieran Clark coming back, who had a fantastic season last season. Gillespie's going to have a shout in goal. Um, I saw in the comments earlier that uh, Bradley's calling for Saive to have a game, which. Um, I think he might be on the bench. It wouldn't surprise me if he's on the bench of the likes of Jacob Murphy and Atsu, maybe. Jacob Murphy may well get a game. Uh, I, I think the likes of Atsu, Saive, Muto, they've all been transfer listed. Yeah. So I don't think they'll get a game, but I, th I think we'll be too strong, like you say, Johnny, for Blackburn. I I'd probably go for another 2 0. 2 0. Ramsey, where do you sit on this? Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I'd say similar. Um, yeah. Wasn't the wasn't the FA Cup one a couple of years ago? Wasn't that 1 1 at St. James's? Uh, yeah, yeah. That was a shocking game. Mm, yeah. Uh, it was in the freezing January cold, wasn't it? Yeah. Nothing. But I will say, I will say since that, because I remember, I remember that was the game where the fans basically voted no on Isaac Hayden definitively because uh, he was wanting away at the time, wasn't he, that month? And what a turnaround! What a turnaround in 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 less than two years. Just a side note on on how well Hayden's done. Six-year yeah. deal for Isaac Hayden. What's that? Six-year deal for Isaac Hayden the other day, wasn't it? Yeah, bad. Uh, I guess I guess the situation is 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 has changed. Um, I know because he, he had he had family problems, didn't he, with his his kid? Um, but yeah, yeah, great news, fantastic news. And again, it's just amazing if you put a bit of determination, a bit of hard work, and some effort, it gets you somewhere. I think that's probably a perfect way to end things off today. And um, Ramsey, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, and uh, thank you very much for coming along. And if you can like and subscribe to Newcastle <laughs> Fans TV Extra, but again, Ramsey, thank you very much for coming on. No, no, no. Pleasure on mine. Thanks for having me. This this was good. I, I enjoyed this. I'll, um, I'll have to get back on the channel uh, whenever you want. Whenever you want. Just uh, give me a bell. I'm always free. Yeah, likewise. Likewise, you know. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Yeah. <laughs> and, you will get, and you will get the 50 podcast, lads. Believe. You will, there you, you go. Will. 
<laughs> Head over to the main channel for 10 o'clock for the Blackburn preview. Obviously, Newcastle have a chance to get into the third round with the take on either Morecambe or Oldham away from home in the third round, which will only be a week after if Newcastle can progress against Blackburn. We'll have all the reaction to the game on Tuesday night. We'll have the player ratings, the group reaction, and, of course, the last word with Mr Lawler on Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning, potentially. Depends on how well Newcastle do tomorrow night. Uh, Sam, a fantastic guest. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that. Absolutely superb. Great crack. Um, Shall we tell the lovely viewers who we've got coming up on Friday, Johnny? Yeah, well, we've got an interview on Friday with the former England cricketer and massive Newcastle fan, Graeme Swan, is episode two of uh, season two on the Greenwood and Milner show. So stay tuned for that one. That will get released uh, next week, or do you think we'll get it out on Friday? Friday night. It's going to be... It's going to coincide with the black and white show special we're going to turn it into. We're going mainstream, we're going on the main channel. Well, there you go. So keep your eyes peeled for that one. The Graham Swan, the former England national, will be on Newcastle Fans TV via probably the end of this week, I would have thought. So, yeah, make sure you keep uh, tuned for that one. But uh, please like this video, subscribe to Newcastle Fans TV and Newcastle Fans TV Extra. And for myself, Ramsey and Sam, have a fantastic evening. <laughs>